0: The risk of trading futures and options can be substantial. All information, publications, and material used and distributed by Advanced Trading Incorporated shall be construed as solicitation. ATI does not maintain an independent research department as defined in CFTC Regulation 1.71. Information obtained from third-party sources is believed to be reliable, but its accuracy is not guaranteed by Advanced Trading Incorporated. Past performance is not necessarily indicative
1: of future results.
0: Good morning, Tommy Grasafi ATI Pro Media. We have an action-packed show for you. I want to welcome the folks from Facebook. I want to welcome the folks from X. I want to welcome welcome the folks from YouTube. And what else do we have out there? LinkedIn. Don't be afraid to ask us a question. We'll get to those at the end of the show. We have a big show today. Farmers are pissed in France. Now, this has been a trend. We've seen it come. It started in the Netherlands. Canada. Germany, Poland, other places, France. What's going on, boys and girls? We got an action-packed show. Brady cattle. Brady's going to talk cattle. We got June cattle on the move. All the cattle's on their move. The back month of the feeders come roaring up yesterday. Grains are down. That's going to upset people, and that might be part of why those farmers are upset. We had some economic data come out. All that and more. Welcome to the show, guys. Morning, Tom. I just popped Rick out. Rick was in the show. He didn't even know it. I could hear the folks talking in the background. Oh, my
1: gosh. We're going to hate Rick.
0: Two-star demotion. Look at hands <laughs> up. All right. New, let's get this New mode.
1: rule. If you're in the show during live, you got to give a one-minute long walk. So be ready, in. Rick, Heck Joe. Rick,
0: you want to be to the show? Come on. Bring him in the show. Hi, Rick. <laughs> hey, guys. How you doing? Magic. Guys, it's this is a, how the magic works right here.
2: That's right. Tell it's us what's crazy going on day. over there
0: at Bloomington Corporate, sir.
2: Well, we we have a nice break in the weather. We've gotten through, last uh, week was incredible. As you know, Connor got uh, two inches of ice down in his place. And we're all rejoicing. We're getting rain. But it's uh, fog. We'll take fog any day. You don't have to shovel fog. And it's great. I, but uh, yeah, I know you got an action-packed show. We're going to get back to you guys and let you carry on.
0: I couldn't figure out what that noise is, was in the background. I thought that I didn't know what it was. And I'm like, you want to be on the stage? We'll get you on. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for everything you do. All right. Uh, Yeah. Thank God. uh, No one was uh, misbehaving. So speaking of misbehaving, I was down in Nashville. I got to host uh, Scott, the cow guy. What, what an interesting deal. I mean, this is live, right? There's a hundred people watching. I love it, but there's, you know, when you do a show like that, there's close to uh, uh, hold on. I got to remove Rick's mic there. Hold on. Let me remove him. Something's going on. Okay. There he is. He's truly removed now. Uh, It's interesting. When you're on a show like that, you're on a stage and there's, only one person with you with the with the mics, but there's eight people in the control booth and there's about four people uh, helping design the show and everything else. One thing I did learn, Connor Brady and all you watching, is I am so sure we're doing the right thing with these Live at Nines because the way information travels and markets move and to box it up and make it perfect for TV, the world's not perfect. And so people want live and we're live.
1: Connor, what's going on in the world? Yes, sir. Let's jump right into it. First thing, we got a flash sale. 100,000 metric tons, cake and meal to unknown destination. Good to see the flash sales are getting few and far between. I think, did we have a corn sale Monday? And before that, Tommy, I can't remember the last one we've had. So good to see. We'll keep rocking and rolling there. Other one, you touched on a little bit. The French farmers are rioting. They are driving uh, equipment to Paris. They're blocking roads, throwing vegetables. What are they so mad about, Tommy? You know, the thing I can think of is this, is as the world becomes
0: changes, or some people use the word woke, I don't know, i's, I've, I've been exposed a lot the last few days, but 99% of the people want to go to the store and see affordable, high-quality groceries. And there's that 1% percent's like, well, I wouldn't mind paying more because I'm the one who produced that. And I think as farms have gotten larger, you did some research on uh, France. How big is France versus one of the states in America? It's a little bit smaller than the size of Texas. Right. right so if all the farmers in Texas were mad and they wanted to drive their tractors to the Capitol, right? It's a long way from Brady mm-hmm. in Kansas to Washington, D.C. That's uh, a long you... way to drive an X-9. Yes. Yes. And, uh, it, this isn't stopping. I don't think it was like a one-off in the Netherlands. I don't think it was a one-off in Canada. I don't think it's a one-off in Poland or, uh, somewhere else. And now uh, Germany, I don't think these are one-off events. The world's changing and farmers are being, you know, they're being talked bad about. Remember what happened in Davos where that, uh, you know, there's the word genocide, but I think the lady called it ecocide. And she said, if you're producing, uh, any food, you're pretty much like a bad person. I don't know what the lady eats. It looked like she ate a lot, to be honest with you. So she's getting her calories somewhere. But boy, did she have opinions about how bad
1: farmers were. Uh That the the ignorance in that statement. I've seen. I haven't seen the one you're talking about, but other ones where it's like, we just need to stop farming. The the ignorance just makes me sad. Yeah,
0: well, but, they'll figure it out. Figure yeah. it out. All right. Uh headlines, we had a little inflation stuff, no big deal. Inflation's kind of calming down. Let's get in the charts. I gotta get Brady in here. We got some big
1: time stuff to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Before that, Tommy, real quick, that just a quick headline. We got our first ethanol to jet fuel plant opened in Georgia Thursday. So uh kind of floating the radar. I feel like we talk a lot about the uh sustainable aviation fuel regards to soybeans, right? This is gonna be mm-hmm. corn ethanol. Good to see, right? It's we're gonna need something for uh corn demand soybean demand going forward so uh the first one opened up i think it was worth talking about we'll see where that goes mm-hmm. though
0: real quick i got a little color on something else after i did scott the cow guy yesterday i hosted um uh, i think it's called like a, a market wrap show on xm radio and they asked me to fill in that was interesting but uh my guest was uh arlen suderman my second guest was myself so the second guest canceled and they're like <laughs> can you talk for five minutes i said can i talk for five minutes hell yeah that's my job let's do it so anyway I interviewed myself, got in a fight. It was horrible. But Arlen, I had asked him a question, and this is important, and we'll talk about this more as we move on. I said, Arlen, you're one of the best, if not one, the best analyst in the industry. If we plant a lot of corn acres, and Mother Nature's very kind, and demand's just so-so, how many bushel carryout could we have at the end of 2024? You know what answer he gave me quickly? What was it? 2.7 billion bushel carryout. There is a chance we could start talking about a 3 billion bushel carryout in years to come. If battery operated cars take over and we don't have a room, you know, we're not crushing as much corn for ethanol. Now there is a chance we could have a drought and shoot up to $3 too. But the way it rained yesterday, as I drove home from Nashville to Indiana, uh, that did not feel like a drought. That felt like a monsoon. So there is moisture hit in the United States. Uh, we're going to need, we're going to need some demand. And the only thing that's going to get this demand going is low prices. And that, that was the positive spin. He said, you know, Tommy, we get corn low enough, the world to buy it. So, interesting perspective. There we'll talk go. a lot more about that in the Feb Crop I, Insurance.
1: I, I don't like, Brady said this a couple of days ago, I don't like that our bullish card that we have to flip is that we're, we could be so bearish. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, You have some chart. you have some graphs,
0: and then uh, let's get Brady on after that, and then I have some charts if we want. We're probably going to go a little long today, guys, gals, if you yeah. want to ask a question, cue it up. Producer Joe will pop those up at the end.
1: Yep. Real quick, Rosario Grain Exchange had new estimates for Argentina and they grew production again in corn and soybeans, slightly on corn crop production going from 56.5 to last time their estimate was 55. Soybean production growing as well, 52.5 versus 50. Now they've caught a, a little headlines recently. They've been, they had a very wet planting season they're a little bit dry but we're still expecting a big crop and i think it's important because last year tommy they had a major doubt drought right the number one soy meal exporter in the world hardly could export any they they had that so this is something that's going to be uh a big number right they're going to have a big crop and we've been talking about it consistently throughout the show Mm. that's interesting what else do we have yep uh mexico uh Reuters had a great article about corn exports to Mexico. So long term, we've been talking about how uh, Mexico has that GMO corn ban and how that's going to affect. And short story is it hasn't affected us yet. Uh, We're off to a great start with exports to Mexico. They very much filled the gap from what we're not shipping to China. And as you can see, that black line is where we are for 23-24. Best start we've had ever for our exports to Mexico. That's good because,
0: you know, the headlines would you'd make it think like we're fighting with them. And that may not be as uh, as true as we kind of are verbally, but not, uh, you yeah. know,
1: they're the proof's in the pudding, right? They're buying our corn. Is that correct? Yep. Yes, right. absolutely. Yeah. The The news headlines might say they're not going to take GMO corn, but the facts are they are absolutely taking it and taking it very well. Here's the same one. Mexico share of U.S. corn exports. As you can see, we're still in line with the past couple of years. Black dot. Our black line is where we are for 23-24, but near the top end of the range, exactly the like way to see uh, Mexico is stepping in being a corn buyer. Because what mm-hmm. we didn't see, right, Tommy, I gave you this fact, and you didn't even believe me. Believe me. I had to read it twice. Yeah, I didn't believe you. But true, true story. <laughs> I'm like, don't
0: say that on the show. That can't be right.
1: Go ahead. I had to I had to read it twice. The amount of Brazil exports to China that have came online from 23 to 22, right, is 14. The volume is 14 times larger than it was in 22 this is corn so, this is corn correct okay correct. when you said that i thought it was beans that's why in the yep. bible they
0: talk about the doubting thomas you know that's me right here
1: <laughs> i mean these are you know that's we throw fair. Around I, need, numbers I need doubted
0: most of the time and, right uh there's enough fake news out there i didn't want to be part of it hey looking at the market's not pretty corn down five beans down 10 wheat down 16 on the positive side uh, live cattle feeder cattle uh, ripping and gripping let's get brady in here yep hey guys hey brady <laughs> Uh you guys talk cattle a little bit. I might pop out and uh I could stay here. Whatever. Let's get uh I'm gonna get Brady up top there.
2: There you go. Well it's a good day. Yeah, it's a good day to be a cowboy. (laughs) Every (laughs) day is a good day to be a cowboy. Unless you know it's a blizzard or something. But two Uh, weeks ago I wouldn't have said it's a good day to be a cowboy. Yeah, I didn't like
0: it when you texted us and you said you lost a calf. That's the tough part of the
1: business.
2: It was not fun. Two weeks ago was trying times, absolutely, for a lot of people across the country. But Markets are moving higher. It's another great week in the cattle market. Cash market was two dollars stronger on live cattle this week. I think that's what's supporting the futures move higher. Speculators, they are friends today. Funds are moving back in. It's good to see. Um, what what pay- do we go ahead? What do
1: we have? Feb, 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 uh feeders
2: up. Um, Feb feeders are up eighty-five cents right now. One seventy-eight sixty in the April. I at up Let's go. A uh, couple charts here. You want feeders and you want. Um what month do you want? Uh do March feeders if you could. Are we on March? Yeah, Jan's I, uh, in expiration. Jan's gonna sell yeah, against the yeah. index March, here. In March, March. Yep. Yeah. Okay,
0: here's March. I'll draw a line, see where yep. we are here so we can make it a little more clear. We've
1: had a fantastic week. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Big move. Last week was a great week. Um we've got a big inventory report next week, and there might be some fun positioning going into that report. Uh we're I think we're about 50% retraced off of that. September to to December br- price break. Um, so those Fibonacci's are right there. I think we're testing the hundred day moving average on that March chart as well. So definitely running into some technical stuff that producers should be paying attention okay, there's to. There's
0: all Fibonacci coming right there. I, I don't think that. I that. That. that's I that slick, right, that, Tommy.
2: Yeah. Uh, 50% retracement, half back of the move. You got a that decision was just to make sloppily put up there, but
0: yes, uh good call, Brady. Um all seriousness, as this market rallies, this is probably an actual level. I imagine people would be selling, protecting, buying insurance. You are a licensed insurance agent, uh, boy. Who 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 took it in the pants on that? Uh, how far did we sell off from uh, you know forty seventy to two
2: ten? I think on that yeah. March, sixty dollars yeah. sell off, roughly. We're, we've retraced thirty bucks of that. Thirty bucks on an eight weight steer. I'm I'm not very good at math. You know, I went to K State University. I got my cowboy degree. My math. <laughs> Not so that's all right, that's all right. (laughs) Um,
0: that's all right. The uh, the bottom line is they're halfway back, and that's a level that people thought, boy, if they ever get here now, are they going to be like grain farmers where if corn ever goes to 550, I'm going to sell it, and then we get to 550 and they think it's going to six or 650. Uh, that report at the end of uh, January scares me. Speaking at the end of January, boy, switching it back to corn. We don't have crop insurance and this farmer has been sitting there, uh, unhedged going to DC 24 real quick. You know, it felt like we're bottoming and all the people on the shows, myself yesterday I spoke with Carly Garner and Scott, the cow guy. I'm like, is, is, is farmers want to know is corn going to bounce? I mean, it's an easy question to ask and we're feel like we're oversold, but boy, if, if, if Arlen's half right with those numbers for that carryout next year, there's, it's got to be demand that gets us rallying our production
2: problem. And we're not having either of those boys. Yeah. So, did, did you that, see the ethanol number this week, Tommy? We were down two hundred thirty-six thousand barrels a day on the eth- weekly ethanol production last week. That ethanol's been a huge piece of our domestic corn demand, and we got to watch those inventory levels and watch that production going forward too. Yeah,
1: and so I think real to quick, like to yes, to, our, to Arlen's point, we pulled up that chart from Scott Irwin just talking about the yield potential just based on trendline yields. Right. I, I the the takeaway that I'm seeing is that. You know, we could we have a drought? Absolutely. Could weather turn less favorable? Yes. But we also need to plan for what happens if the demand doesn't come back in a big way. What if we do pretend that we're really good at farming and have a great crop? Right. If we're starting uh, to plan to do that, make sure we're thinking about uh, both sides of the coin. Yeah, good points. Hey, guys, let's uh, any other charts, graphs, anything else you want
0: to talk about? I have to get it's back w- to work. I actually, uh, when I'm not playing uh, game show host, I actually have a job. So uh, let's throw up that last slide. We tell people to get a hold of us. There we go. Uh, give us a call, one 737 farm I got to pop this out of here to do that. Yeah, we got a question from Luke. All right, that's me clicking that. Sorry, Joe. Uh, all right, the SAF plant in Georgia using Brazilian sugarcane ethanol instead of corn ethanol because of the carbon score given – could sugarcane production increase in this? This guy asked the
1: hardest. He questions. does. And that, that's a great that's one thing I didn't touch on, Luke. I, I just wanted to say we have a, a ethanol to uh, SAF fuel plant opening. It's a good win. But they did say in the article that they're going to use other feedstocks. Right. And that's where the sugarcane's coming in. So to your question and jump in, guys, could we see an uh, increase in sugarcane? If the demand's in there, that people are going to plant it. Right, guys? Connor B., good-looking and smart. Not a combination you see these days often. I have no
0: clue what you're talking about, but I like it. Hey, you know what? It's not my job to know every single thing going on, but it is our job to do the best we can and get people smarter than us to report back to these good folks. Anything else, boys? There we go. Holy cow, look at that. Uh, YouTube. Watch us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We have premium content coming available quickly. Of course, give us a call at 855-737-FARM or email us at info at ati. Media, Guys, once again, I'll be on Scott's show on this side of the camera today. I've learned a lot. I know how we can do a better job doing ATI Pro Media live at nine, and we're going to continue to put out content. Thank you, everyone. Have a great Thank you, weekend. Everyone. Thanks for joining us. We're here every day, 9 a.m. Central. Don't forget to like and subscribe.
2: We'll see you next time.